welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti, astrologer, yoga teacher, and Real Housewives historian. Each week, I give you a peek into the heavens so you can harness the energy of the planets up there and dictate your fate down here on Earth. Hey guys, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. I'm Veronica Peretti. So I'm doing things a little bit differently this week. I am sitting in my bedroom, on my bed, looking at the very ominous gray clouds rolling into New York City, not sitting in my office where I normally record this, my office being my home office. For a while now, I've been talking about making this podcast an actual podcast, meaning that instead of recording while I'm doing video and streaming live on Instagram, I just talk to you here uh, without being on video, without talking to people on Instagram or Facebook, and just really talk to you guys, the ones who are tuning in on iTunes and Spotify and wherever you're listening to me, listening to my voice. Most people tune into the Essential Astrocast as a podcast, so I am up-leveling this part of the weekly broadcast, and I hope that it works for you, and I hope that you're getting everything you need and want to be getting from hearing from me every week. I love hearing from you guys, so you can always come over to either my website and reach out to me, or really on Instagram, if you direct message me, you're probably going to get a response the fastest, because that is where I like to procrastinate and waste most of my time. So if you want to ask me questions or you want to get my attention, come on over to Instagram and send me a DM. And if you're not following me there, you should, because I do post a lot of astrology stuff on my Instagram. I post in my stories mainly, but also on the grid. And you can follow me at Veronica Peretti. It's just my name. No dots, no spaces. So, you know, there's a lot going on this week, so we're going to dive right into it. It is a very full week. It is a very full week. We have a lot. We are in what we call, or what some astrologers are calling, the retrograde high season. So there's a lot of planets going retrograde. And so I just want to take a moment and review what retrograde means. Retrograde means that from our vantage point on Earth the planet is moving backwards, but that doesn't mean that the planet is actually moving backwards. But from our vantage point and from how it feels for us as human beings living on planet earth, there is a certain experience that happens when a planet goes retrograde. And so we generally use the retrograde periods as a time to review, to reassess, to realign, to readjust, to renew, reflect, all of the re-words, any word that you can put an R-E in front of, that is an action, that is a verb that is going to get some use during the retrograde period because it's a time of going backwards. So it's not only a time of going backwards, it's actually a time of going back and forth over a certain period, a certain part of the chart. So you can imagine that if you were highlighting a passage in a book, so remember when you were in college or in high school and you were highlighting in your textbook and you highlight the sentence and then it was so important that you actually 
without lifting your highlighter from the end point, you highlighted backwards. And then you decided to re-highlight direct one more time. So you highlighted left to right, right to left, and then left to right one more time. That is what retrogrades do. They bring our attention to a particular part of our chart. And this is one of the reasons that understanding your personal natal chart is so important. Your birth chart, natal chart, whatever you want to call it, the chart that shows us who you were destined to become because of that moment in time that you took your first breath and the sky and the stars were literally aligned. They were literally aligned to make you the human being that you are. So, you know, our birth chart is like our own fingerprint in a way, our own thumbprint. So we have a part of our chart that is going to be impacted by each of these retrogrades. And so it's going to be different for all of us. And I always offer that caveat because what I talk about here on the Essential Astrocast or what I talk about in my stories, I'm generally talking about the collective energy and how these things might feel for you. But you're going to get a much more deeper experience of understanding how these planets are showing up in your chart and in your life by actually working with an astrologer. And of course, you can get a reading with me or any other astrologer out there that you jive with, that you resonate with, or that resonates with you rather. But it's also really wonderful to be in community. And that's one of the reasons that I created the Luminary League for us to get together and actually talk about this stuff. And one of the great things about the Luminary League is that a handful of women every full moon get like a little mini reading with me at the end of our full moon workshop. So if you're interested in diving into what all of this stuff means for you personally, then I encourage you to check out the Luminary League and see if it's right for you. We're going to be doing a really big challenge starting on the new moon in Gemini, which is coming quickly. So May 22nd, we're going to be doing the I've never done it before. It's going to be the first time we're going to do a moon meditation challenge, really a moon meditation and journaling challenge, because I'm going to give you journal prompts along with meditation. So every two to three days when the moon changes signs, I'm going to lead a little meditation and offer a couple of writing prompts for you to start to acquaint yourself with how you feel as the moon changes signs, because it goes through the whole zodiac, it goes through the whole horoscope every month, but also as we move through the phases of the moon, the moon cycle. So it'll be really interesting. It's a really, really good time to develop a meditation practice if you don't have one. It's a great time to develop a journaling practice if you don't have one. We have a lot of Gemini energy in the sky, and Gemini rules writing, it rules curiosity, it rules expressing oneself. So this is a really, really good time. And because Gemini is ruled by Mercury, Mercury is moving into Gemini this week. We'll talk about it. Mercury, you know, rules the mind. So this is a wonderful time to really get acquainted with your mind. And I know that sounds so crazy because it's like, we're always acquainted with our mind, right? Like you're like, what's this lady talking about? But we're not really most of the time we spend our day being pushed around by our mind. And one of my favorite teachers of yoga that I never got to meet because he died before I came to study yoga, but I read his books and I'm very interested in his work 
He said, the mind is a great servant, but not a great master. The mind is a great employee, but not a great employer. So we really want to step back and acquaint ourselves with the currents, the energy that underlies the working of the mind. And that's really who we are, right? So that we can have the mind work for us and not the other way around. So it's going to be a really, really awesome challenge. I hope that you will join us in the Luminary League to be a part of it. It will only be available to members of the Luminary League. And it's only $25 a month. So, you know, for one moon cycle, you're going to get to spend time with me every two or three days. So that's pretty cool. So let's dive into the week. Let me just share with you the big things that are happening, okay? It's the last full week of the sun being in Taurus. So I want you to really drink up all of this grounded energy that we are currently experiencing, even if it doesn't feel too grounding to you personally. You know, I want you to really soak this up because we're going to be moving into Gemini season and we already have a lot of Gemini in the sky and we're going to have more and more and more. And that is going to make things a little wild. You know, Gemini, it's duality, it's the twins. So really this week, it's a great week to sit back, reflect, put your plan in place for what you want to reflect on, what you want to revise, what you want to revisit, what you want to renew, what you want to realign with, all the rewords. Put your plan in place to do all the rewords over the coming months. So we've got Saturn going retrograde today on Monday when I'm recording this. We have Venus going retrograde on Wednesday, and we have Jupiter going retrograde on Thursday. And of course, I'm always using Eastern Standard Time because I am living in New York. And we are at the, right now, the epicenter of the virus. But I think in the coming months, the epicenter is going to be not in New York. I think we're looking at the epicenter being in other parts of the country. And we'll get to that today, too. So, you know, we already have Pluto retrograde. So Pluto went retrograde April 25th. That was the weekends where we had a lot of, um, you know, Mercury was squaring Pluto around that time. And we had a lot of outbursts, a lot of arguments, a lot of discontent. And now Pluto is, you know, on his backwards journey and not causing too much havoc He's going to be retrograde until October, and he's going to make his way all the way back to 22 degrees, which was the degree that we had the meetup of Saturn and Pluto in January. Now, most of the retrogrades we're talking about today, or all of them other than Pluto, aren't going to go back that far, but we will be reviewing all of the stories and the actions and the stuff that's come up this year in 2020. And that's not a bad thing. You can expect to definitely see some reviewing of how the virus has been handled. I am following the news, but not super duper closely because it just isn't that useful for my mental health. But I do check in and do a scroll of the New York Times every morning. And it seems that there are some investigations going on and how the virus was handled. And I'm sure we're going to start to hear more and more about that. You know, retrogrades do bring up the reviews. And so there are going to be a lot of conversations about what should have been done and what could have been done. 
And we've already, of course, had those conversations, but I think those conversations might take on a legal connotation in the coming months. So something to look out for on the political front. I know lots of you guys, especially those of you that follow me on Instagram, a lot of you love when I talk about the intersection between politics and astrology. I try not to do it too much because I can go down the rabbit hole, but a lot of people are asking me about the astrology of the virus. And it's so hard for me to talk about because I don't want to add more to the fear mongering. I don't want to add to the conspiracy theories. I really want all of us to trust the scientists and the medical professionals and let them do their jobs. And that's, I think, the best advice that anyone can give you because we don't really know anything. But as astrologers, of course, we examine patterns and timing. And and as far as astrology goes, it's a very interesting thing to look at the patterns and the timing. So we will talk a little bit about that aspect of the virus today. So The other news, other than the retrogrades this week, is that Mercury is moving into Gemini today, as I'm recording this on Monday, and Mars is moving into Pisces on Wednesday. So interesting stuff. Mercury being in Gemini, again, that's the mind. Mercury is at home in Gemini. So today, as we have Saturn stationing and starting to move backwards, he's going to be on his journey until September 29th. And he's going to go all the way back to 25 degrees Capricorn. So if you've been following along, you know that Saturn has made its way into Aquarius. And Saturn in Aquarius is really cool because it's really giving us an idea of the future. I was watching on the news the other day. They had, I think, the former head of Google on. And he was talking about how AI technology can help us in the, in the coming months in New York City with you know, our phones letting us know when the subways are not crowded and it's a good time to ride and things like that. So there's a lot of talk about what the future could be with Saturn in Aquarius, which is exciting. Saturn is stationing and moving backwards. So he'll still be in Aquarius for a while, but in the coming months, he will make his way back into Capricorn. And when that happens, we are going to definitely feel it. But not only will we feel it, we will really get a re-review of all that happened at the beginning of the year and probably a last ditch swing, if you will, a last up at bat for whatever was your story the past two, two and a half years. And I know that I have a story that really wrapped up this winter And I'm interested to see if that story kind of just peeks its head up a little bit in the end of summer, early fall. But then, of course, we will eventually get Saturn going back into Aquarius and and really going deep into his journey into Aquarius. And I look forward to that. But in the meantime, he's still in Aquarius, but he is going to make his way back to Capricorn. And we'll talk more about that in the coming months. But anytime Saturn goes retrograde, you're reviewing your boundaries. You're reviewing your work. You're reviewing your self-discipline and your habits. Right now, I am reading uh, Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin, and I read her book, The Happiness Project, way back when, and I read her book, The Four Tendencies, which is one of my favorite books of all time. And I'm sort of obsessed with her Four Tendencies, and I love the concept of it. It's the four tendencies we have as humans, and each of us fits into one of them, and it really indicates how we 
feel how we are motivated, both by external motivations and internally how we motivate ourselves. So if you're interested in habits and creating good habits and revisiting your self-discipline and your self-care and if you want to be more productive with your work, this is a great time to dive into that stuff. I know it sounds like really nerdy, but that's the kind of stuff that I like to read about. It's hilarious. I was an English major in college, but I have not read a fiction book in pretty much my whole adult life. Like every, I, I love to read nonfiction about all of that kind of wacky stuff. And so, you know, it, this is a good time to dig into why are you motivated or what motivates you? How are you motivated? What's your why? What's the purpose that you're fulfilling with your work? Saturn retrograde gives us a really great opportunity to dive into the deeper levels of why we do the work we do and how it can be fulfilling for us. So if you are having a little bit of a, what is it, um, existential crisis around your work, you know, Saturn retrograde might actually be a welcomed occurrence for you. And I've been hearing that a lot from people because the pandemic, a lot of people are out of work, but they're also sitting at home, even if they are working and asking themselves, Why do I do the things I do? Why do I live the way I live? Hey, did you know that I have an astro-obsessed girls club that is waiting to welcome you? Yep, it's called the Luminary League, and we meet every full moon for a live workshop online. We talk astrology, do a little meditation, a writing exercise, and then, wait, this is the best part, I do mini readings for a few women right there in the virtual room. Ever wonder how the full moon is impacting your chart personally? Well, now you don't have to. I also send out a new moon ritual every month to all the members. So it's kind of like having your own personal astrologer in your back pocket. Come on over to veronicaparetti.com slash astrology to learn more and to sign up. So this is a wonderful time to review your work and review your boundaries and review your habits and your discipline. And also something I wanted to mention is that I heard a statistic and I'm not sure exactly if this is so true because I just heard it, but I believe it's that 70% of small businesses are started during a recession. So if this Saturn retrograde brings you to the realization that you do want to start a business or you do want to shift your path in some way, it wouldn't be surprising. And the statistics are in your favor. So that's today, Saturn retrograde, Mercury moving into Gemini. Now Mercury is going to move into Gemini and join Venus there. And we're going to have a lot of Gemini energy going forward for the next few weeks. The moon is in Capricorn today, along with the sun in Taurus. So we are having a lot of grounded energy today. Again, it's a great time to, from this grounded place, make your plan for what you want to achieve during this retrograde period, or to make your plan on what you're going to revisit. Because once Mercury goes into Gemini, which is happening today, we are going to be pulled in lots of directions. So Gemini is the ultimate multitasker. Regardless of what neuroscientists say about multitasking not being actually possible, Gemini begs to differ, especially Mercury and Gemini. So Mercury rules Gemini and Virgo. So he's one of his two home signs of Gemini. So with Mercury and Venus both in Gemini, we're going to be dealing with duality a lot. And as I mentioned earlier, I don't want to feed into the conspiracy theories that are going around in the world on the internet right now, but I think that that is only going to gain more traction, gain more fire, this mistrust, it's Gemini, it's not going 
to help all of that. And I think Venus in retrograde, which we'll get to, is only going to bring up more of that and hopefully bring light to it and hopefully bring the truth to the surface. But it could feel confusing. It can feel like you don't know who to trust. You don't know what information is valid and valuable. And so you have to rely on your intuition even more right now. Another reason why it's super important to meditate, spend time in stillness, pull away from the news, pull away from friends that pull you out of your center. And really, again, you know, meditation, journaling, reflecting, doing the things that help you stay within yourself and help you get clear on what your intuition is guiding you to believe in, to do, to take action on. So all of that is uh, even more important when we have two personal planets in Gemini pulling us in two different directions because Gemini is the twins. They're always going to be moving in two different directions. We're always going to have two sides of the story. We're going to have two opportunities. We're going to have two choices. There's always going to be a choice to make. Whenever we're dealing with Gemini, there's a choice to make. So on Wednesday, Venus is going to be going retrograde and she's going to be retrograde until June 25th. Now Venus goes retrograde for about 40 days every two years. So it's actually not something that we experience that often. And it is something we definitely will feel So that's going to happen on Wednesday and she's going to be reviewing everything that's happened for you since April 10th. And that's not too long a period of time because Venus is close to the earth. Therefore we feel that she moves faster. We, from our vantage point, she seems to move faster, but she rules our relationships. And because she's in Gemini, which rules communication and self-expression, we're going to be looking at how we communicate with our partner, how we communicate with our friends You might have some communication blips. You might have some X's from the past showing up. You might also consider, do you intellectually connect with your friends? Because that's going to be really important for you. When Venus is in Gemini, as she's been for a while now, you know, we really want to have an intellectual connection. We really want to feel intellectually stimulated in our relationships. So if you are lacking that in your relationship, it's going to become abundantly clear when Venus goes retrograde in the sign of Gemini. So if you've been having, if you have a lot of physical chemistry, but no mental compatibility or intellectual compatibility, that's going to show up now. Venus also rules money and our values. So you might be working with feeling valued, understanding your worth. I always say when I do my workshops for my yoga teacher clients, who are building a business, I always say your worth does not have a dollar amount, but we still have to battle with our self-worth when we're putting ourselves out there whenever we're in business, right? So you might be experiencing some people trying to get a little something for nothing. You might be experiencing people giving you a hard time about your rate if you are a person who, you know, works for yourself or if you're a consultant money stuff is going to come up with Venus always. Venus in Gemini means that there's always going to be two choices. There's going to be a free choice and a paid choice. There's going to be an expensive choice and a cheap choice. 
So really interesting to watch how that plays out for you. I also think that this Venus retrograde is happening at a time. So Venus rules social interactions, not just romantic, but also friendship and just our social interactions in general, the people you come into contact with every day, your neighbors, your neighbors are Gemini, Gemini is your neighborhood. So Venus going retrograde in Gemini, our neighborhoods are reopening, right? I think that this is sort of like the perfect trial period for reopening. And I think reopening is going to bring some surprising things to some places that haven't been taking the virus as seriously as New York. So while we might see that the virus is declining in New York right now and New Jersey and the Northeast, while we might see that continue to decline, we might see some other hotspots open up as we reopen, right? And as Venus continues on her retrograde journey through the part of the chart that rules neighborhoods, through the part of the chart that rules communication, and also being that she rules our social interactions. So this will be an interesting 40 plus days to witness. On Wednesday, we also have Mars going into Pisces. So this is interesting for two reasons. One, Mars and Pisces, it's, your drive is going to be much more around your spiritual pursuits. It's also a good time to wrap things up because Pisces rules endings. So if you've got stuff that's been sitting on your desk since the beginning of the year or last year, you know, Mars and Pisces will give you a little bit of energy to wrap that stuff up. It also rules hospitals, Pisces, that is. And Mars is action and war and forward drive and motivation. So Mars is going to be moving through those degrees that the sun, Mercury, and Venus have already gone through. And when Mercury went through these degrees of Pisces, really it was when we saw the virus take off. So I'm interested to see, along with Venus retrograde, how the coming weeks play out in the news because Mars is, you know, a tough guy and he can make some shit happen. So it'll be really interesting to see as he follows Mercury's path through those degrees of Pisces, Pisces rules, hospitals, institutions, and endings. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I feel like I'm using the word interesting way too much today, but sometimes there's nothing else to say. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just, we don't know what's going to happen. I hope that that's not the case, but we need to watch and we need to be really careful. And regardless of what the people on the TV are saying, regardless of what your friends are saying, you have to do what's right for you. Listen to your own intuition, be safe, stay healthy, look out for yourself and your family. That's really important right now because the information, again, Gemini, it's going to be conflicting. We all know that the information is going to be conflicting. So you're going to have to use your own inner compass to decide what's right for you. All right. So once we get to Thursday, so Mars and Pisces is going to give us a lot of inspiration around our spiritual practice. And it's interesting because we all have been sitting at home. It feels like we would have all been doing the yoga and doing our meditation and reading the inspirational books, but we've been so anxious and things have been moving so quickly and we're constantly adjusting to the new norm. 
it almost feels like now we know this is a long haul and we can settle in a bit and get to doing the things that we wanted to do when this all first started. Like I wanted to read a ton of books. I really didn't have the focus to read until the past week. So it's really interesting. You might find that your spiritual practice and the ability to quiet down is going to get a little bit easier now, or maybe not. It might feel like with so much Gemini energy, your mind is really, really going wild and you're having trouble with that. But anyway, I wanted to mention that. So Mars and Pisces does make it a really good time to get back into a spiritual practice if you normally have one. And if you don't normally have one, it might give you the drive to start one. And if you need help, you can join us in the Luminary League, and we're going to be doing our moon meditation and journaling challenge starting May 22nd for the new moon in Gemini. Okay, so we want to wrap up the week here. So Thursday, we have the last quarter moon of the new moon in Taurus cycle. So we had a new moon in Taurus three weeks ago, and this initiates the last week of that cycle. And so as of Thursday, we're going to start to settle in a little bit. So as of the 14th, we're going to start to move into that internal phase. The last week of the moon cycle is always a time of going inward, getting quiet, listening to your intuition, pulling away from the world, even though you're like, I've pulled away from the world so much. How could I pull away from the world more? But the last quarter of the moon is all about getting quiet and and going in. And that's going to begin on Thursday, the 14th. And it's the same day that the moon moves into Pisces and Jupiter retrogrades. So Jupiter is going to retrograde, be retrograde through September 13th. And he's going to be reviewing all that has come up since mid-February. So Jupiter always is about reviewing your blessings, the abundance you've received, the way things that maybe were hard at the time turned out to be incredible blessings that you're so happy that they occurred. You know, Jupiter has a tendency to overdo stuff. So maybe you're going to have to correct some places where you overdid something, but you're also going to get the opportunity to realign with your beliefs and your ideals because Jupiter always invites us to believe. It always invites us to have faith. It always invites us to come back to our ideals. So If you've lost your way with any of those things, then you'll have an opportunity to revisit them, realign with them, and to move forward with integrity. And that's really what retrogrades are about. You know, retrogrades are truly about revisiting, realigning, reflecting so that you can continue on your path with integrity and purpose. On Friday, the moon is going to meet up with Mars and the sun is going to trine Pluto and Mercury is going to sextile Chiron. And that means healing is going to be on the agenda for the weekend. So the weekend is a great time to heal. The moon will be in Pisces, take a bath, take some time for yourself, go for a walk, do the things that really feed your soul. Saturday, the moon is going to get together with Neptune, same vibe. Moon is also going to sextile Pluto. That's going to give us an incredible ability to focus. So this is a great weekend to not only heal and take care of your soul, but also to finish stuff up. Pisces rules endings, okay? Finish that stuff up that's been bothering you that you haven't finished up. I know personally, I have a ton of emails. I need to finish them up, get them off my inbox, right? Get them out of drafts. So on Sunday, the moon is going to square the nodes. And this is going to be interesting. You might have a lot of memories or dreams coming up. In general, I'm hearing from a lot of clients that there's a lot of dreams and memories coming up right now. 
So the moon square, the nodes, you might have some really great intuitive hits and you might be feeling all of this stuff on Sunday. And along with feeling it, you might be feeling really optimistic about the future and how the shifts are helping you move forward on your path. After the moon squares the nodes with the moon in Pisces, it's going to move into Aries and the sun is going to try Jupiter, which is going to add to that feeling of optimism um, and expansive energy. Okay. So that's on Sunday and that's the end of the week, but I just want to give you a little bit of a sneak preview into what's coming next week on Monday. It's going to be a day of respite with the moon in Aries. You're probably going to get, take on your Monday, super motivated. And then Tuesday, the moon is going to be still in Aries, but squaring Pluto and Jupiter. And that can be a little bit challenging. So really give yourself some time this weekend to rest, to heal, to go within and Monday, you can get up the week off to a good start. And then Tuesday, you know, expect some friction. When the moon in Aries squares Pluto and Jupiter, we can expect some friction. So to just recap everything we talked about today, it's a great time to start a meditation practice, to recommit to your spiritual practice. Between Mercury and Venus in Gemini ruling the mind, we're going to be feeling pulled in many directions. So anything that you can do to center your energy, to bring your mind to a focused point is going to be useful. Mars and Pisces is going to give us motivation to do that kind of work. Okay. This is a great time to join us in the Luminary League because then you'll be in for the Moon Meditation Challenge and I will be there to help you through that process. And we're going to start on the New Moon in Gemini on the 22nd. The other thing that's great with Gemini time, so next week the sun's going to go into Gemini. We'll talk about it next week. But with so much Gemini in the air, writing, journaling, expressing yourself through words, voice memos, those are great ways to process it's a great time to write a book. If you've been putting off writing a book, oh my gosh, this is a great time to write a book because you have all the support of Gemini, but you also have Mars and Pisces and Mars and Pisces is really going to help you plumb the depths of your consciousness, right? So good time to write a book. If that's been on your pandemic to-do list, get to writing that book. Finally, the most important thing that I think I said today, and I want to repeat it because it's that important to me, retrogrades are beneficial. When planets go retrograde, it is an invitation, an opportunity to reset. It's an opportunity to renew, to revisit, to realign, to reflect all the rewords. And the thing about astrology that's so important to me is that it gives us an opportunity to reflect. And only when we reflect, can we move forward with integrity and with purpose. Otherwise, we would just be running no holds barred and making mistakes everywhere and not learning, right? The reflection is what aids the growth. So I hope that helps. I'll talk to you next week. Come visit me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. And as always, I love chatting with you. It was really fun for me to do the podcast as a podcast this week. I always love hearing from you guys, good, bad, or indifferent. So please tell me if you liked it this way. If you didn't like it, I'd love to know. And until next week, I'll see you on Instagram. We'll probably do some stories this week and we'll probably do some IGTVs about all of these retrograde planets too. So I'll see you soon. 
Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Oh, and if you liked the show, please take a moment to leave a review. It will help more people just like you use astrology to dictate their own fate.